0: Hello, beautiful souls and limitless beings. Welcome to the Shamanic Soul Sisters with your host Maria Jingris and Samantha Shea, where the discussions are multidimensional, courageously imperfect, and dynamically empowered with wisdom, compassion, humor, healing, and love. Now, here are Maria and Samantha.
1: Hey, 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 you beautiful heartthrob human beings. Samantha here from the Shamanic Soul Sisters. Hey, everyone. Maria here, also
2: from Branches, recording live Shamanic Soul Sisters. We are here to talk about my favorite, the heart chakra.
1: Pow, pow. I love it. Today is, I say this every episode, but today is really, it's beautiful. I feel like it'll be super, super healing for many people. If you allow yourself to just receive anything that comes through, probably listen to it a few times. Um, The heart chakra is the fourth chakra in our body. And it's not anatomically where our heart is. It's right in the center. Um, So if you were to have a necklace, not that you can see me, but it's right below the necklace, right in the center of your chest. It is symbolized as green. And in some practices, it's surrounded by a beautiful pink light. The heart chakra is all about love. But most importantly, um, it's about forgiveness and compassion and empathy. So the heart chakra, we're just going to kind of tell you what it affects so you can be aware if anything comes up and you know that it's your heart chakra that's being affected. So Obviously the heart, then it's the thymus, our lungs, shoulders, ribs, breasts, even our arms and hands, our pericardium, which is around the lung, I'm sorry around the heart. And then um, it's our circulatory and respiratory system, as well as our immune system, that's the juicy one, and the muscles of our upper body. Now a lot of people don't know what the thymus is. it's not something that's really discussed but it affects our thyroid as well. And the thymus gland is right underneath your breastbone and it's what produces our white blood cells. It really supports us in fighting any infection that we have. And when any other chakra, particularly the first three, which we have talked about, the root, solar and sacral are blocked, the heart chakra is also blocked. So this is why a lot of us live in um, feelings of unworthiness or afraid of fully receiving love the heart chakra is also connected to the element of air hence why when you take a deep breath it centers you and brings you back and what runs through the heart is blood which is filled with oxygen so we need air to be alive right and honestly we're going to get into it but without love without truly feeling the energy and the vibration of love we we live in fear. We are afraid of our lives in um, in a sense. So we're going to get into that. But Maria, I feel like you're really good at describing the balances of everything. So you're up, my girl. All right.
2: And what what chakra better than the heart to bring balance, right? I really feel like that's why it is literally in the center of all the chakras because as Sam said, it brings us back to center when we do that. Very conscious, deep, intentional breath. Um, So real quickly, like I did with the other chakras, I'm gonna give you seven examples of what a balanced heart chakra looks like and feels like. Seven Um, is heaven. (laughs) Seriously, seventh heaven. Um, So yes, number one is you feel curious about life and new experiences and you're not afraid of the unknown. That's huge. So just like Sam was saying, That energy of unconditional love, I'm not talking about the emotion of love that we've sort of been taught what it is. I'm actually talking about the energy of unconditional love. It's very different than um, the programmed belief of this emotion of love. That unconditional loving energy trusts, right? It it trusts beyond what we as the human can see and perceive. So it, it truly does trust in that unknown Cause it is, I feel like it's really like that portal to our soul, our spirit, which is never living in fear. It's we, the human that lives in fear. Um, so number two, you are consciously awake. And I believe that that is in relationship to awake to self self-aware, but also awake to, um, the external world as well, all external realities. Um, cause again, A open heart chakra does not live in fear. It is willing to view all perspectives and kind of, I guess, in a sense, accept all truths as a reality. That's kind of how I see the heart chakra. I feel like that is an aspect of unconditional love.
1: And not to cut you off, but I just want to go with that because in the solar plexus, it was about judgment, Mm -hmm. which is the one right before the heart. So if we live in a sense of judgment, it's very hard for us to see everyone's perspective and be open-minded. Correct. Boom. Nailed it. (laughs) Um,
2: Number three, I love this one. You know what is right is not always what is normal. And (laughs) normal, right, based on what? Society's norms, right? What society has told us is normal. And I know those of us that quote unquote follow our heart sometimes there's no logic and i even remember like making a meditation i the the phrase is coming in right now ditch the logic for magic right because that logic is again that left side of the brain that is analyzing and making decisions based on past experiences right so it's it's still living in that known where um when you follow your heart again you're in this like trusting energy of when something is pulling you for whatever reason, like to, to try it, to do it, to go there, like that's following your heart. That is literally what I did when I quit my job almost two years ago. It was like, this job doesn't resonate with me anymore for multiple reasons. So I'm going to take a leap into the unknown and trust in this business, trust in my path and And yeah, not do the normal thing that society says to do and and work a full-time job in the matrix, right? So that's an example of where following your heart really leads you to completely limitless potentials. Number four, you have very diversified interests. I can also relate this to my journey. Um... I have noticed the more I have quote unquote healed or evolved or opened my heart that I have like all of these newfound hobbies that I never did like five years ago. Right. And it's like, I, I notice like my, my taste in music, which has always been kind of broad. Right. But it's like, it seems like everything that I try now, like I just have a very broad or diverse, um, kind of interests I guess because again the heart is very open to trying new things and trying new and tapping into new potentials. Um number 5 you feel free and ready to expand yourself even more, kind of goes with everything I've already said. Number 6 you can love again. That's huge because many of us have um pretty much I would say every human on some level has walls around their heart because of past experiences where we have felt either betrayed or we've lost trust in other people. So then what do we do? We start to close the heart off and then we're not really allowing ourselves the potential of receiving love again. And then number seven, you can give and receive love. So there you go. Number seven, I believe if you have a balanced open heart chakra, you are capable of giving love but also equally just as capable of receiving it. And that's where I have noticed a lot of my clients and Sam, you probably have noticed the same thing. They're blocked, right? They've blocked mm-hmm. off their their ability to um, kind of foster deep connections with people around them because of still living in fear from past experiences. So to me, like when you are living in that trusting, unconditional love of the heart, you you can learn from those past experiences, but you don't let them dictate how you now show up and your ability to keep your heart open to more relationships, more friendships, more connection, right? Like the heart is like, I'm here to experience all all the different things that the human goes through, The, the pain, the trauma, the happiness, the joy, right? So the heart is like, it's welcoming those experiences because it knows that we grow from some of the most painful things if we close ourselves off we're closing ourselves off to like limitless potentials so having a balanced open heart chakra i feel means that we are able to give ourselves first the love that we need which in turn it just pours out to the people around us and we're also willing to accept love from other people like i do from my beautiful soul-s- soul sister
1: Oh, sister. I was just about to sing that uh, Lady Marmalade. What is that song? Christina Aguilera.
2: Yeah, Lady Marmalade.
1: Yeah. Hey,
2: sister, soul, soul,
1: sister. sister. (laughs) Um, See, when when your heart's open, you're just like, let's go, rock on. Exactly. Um, I also feel like when our heart chakra is is balanced, open, right, we have more resiliency when it comes to stress. Mm -hmm. We are no longer holding it in our body and pushing past the stress. We're acknowledging that, okay, yes, we are in a stressful situation. Yes, there's, there's chaotic things going around. But when your heart's open, it's like you can observe the chaos and the stress without it defying you in a sense. And um, when you were talking, I also just kept hearing the word vulnerability, vulnerability. Yep. And I feel like that's a balanced heart chakra.
2: Absolutely. I would a thousand percent agree because that's our, that's our ability to be authentic in whatever we're feeling, whatever we're thinking. And that to me is, is being loving to self, right? So Mm -hmm. to be able to love ourselves, we have to be able to be vulnerable with those that we love as well and be honest about how we're feeling in each now moment. And I think that that is a beautiful illustration of what I perceive the energy of unconditional love, vulnerability, authenticity. That's owning where you're at and being able to not shame yourself or judge yourself. And the more you can do that for yourself, the more you're able to show up for other people in that same that same capacity. You have to be able to do it for yourself first, though.
1: Can't do yeah. it. You
2: can't do it, why, can't Lisa, do it for I've, other people if you haven't no, done it for yourself.
1: <laughs> That's why like Maria and I are big on um, you have to love thyself first. You have to be selfish, quote unquote, selfish by doing the work to love yourself that way you can hold space. That way you can be in that expansive, free, curious energy and experience joy. Um, and that way when stress does come, we mentioned this last podcast, like you ride the wave. It's like I'm flowing. That's what I'm doing. I'm flowing because I'm trusting in me and and my love. Um. And basically like when we choose love, we choose life. Oh, I love if- that.
2: I want a hat that says that.
1: um, (laughs) Let's make one. (laughs)
2: Let's do it. (laughs) I'm
1: I'm down. I love it. Um, And when we're, if you think about like mental health and you think about anxiety, right? Like anxiety comes when you're experiencing a lot of emotions um, or when something feels overwhelming and you don't, you might not know what it is. It is hindering you from being in that present moment. And yes, we're here to experience all of it, but it's, you're, you're choosing to be wrapped up in that, in that experience. That's causing you to feel anxiousness or um, depressed or like, just thinking of like mental health things Um, that you're no longer choosing life in a sense, because you're, you're, I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but like you're wrapped up in this stuck energy, right? So when we can learn to breathe into the center of our heart, pause for a minute and maybe bring in something that makes us happy. Like I used, I still do. I think of um, my dog who passed, but him running across the beach and I was like, oh my God, he's still a young pup. Every time I think of that, it makes my heart feel warm and it calms me down. Mm -hmm. When we can calm down, we become back into the present moment. And then it sends love to the lower chakras. So we can choose life in all of its capacities, knowing that what happens to us is not us. It's just part of life. Correct. Right. So it takes that judgment aspect out. A hundred percent. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's also like, the vulnerability part when it's not just about sharing with other people, what's coming up for you. It's it's being honest with yourself and knowing like, damn, this is uncomfortable. This is raw. And I did this today. I'm probably going to cry, but like, it's being vulnerable with self and not judging self, but being like, like, honestly, what's coming up for me? Like what is coming up for me? And to ground into that and just kind of like observe it and be like, all right, whoo. And then if you want to cry, cry, if you want to scream, scream, if you want to move, move, like literally it's about allowing yourself to express what's coming up, whether it be physically or verbally, right. That way you sh- that's, that's showing you love mm-hmm. rather than judging you and you're stepping out of that fear that we have so unconditionally been living in our entire lives. Um, and Maria and I's whole thing is like fear versus love. Cause everyone ultimately just wants to be loved, but we don't even really know what that feels like and is. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Ironic. Exactly. Um, you So go ahead.
2: You said a word that is like, you said um, honesty.
1: Hmm.
2: And when you said it, it was like, yeah, my heart like fluttered in a sense, because I also feel like that is an energy of unconditional love. And I'm not talking about Yes, you always want to be honest with other people, right? But most of us, because we're very unconscious of what we're carrying, we're lying to other people. Not, not intentionally, but it's because we're lying to ourselves. So to love thyself, we have to be honest with thyself. And that means, like how Sam was saying, she had a rough morning, right? And she honored it. She surrendered to it. She allowed herself to feel all of it because she knows that in order to move these emotions and these thoughts through her, you have to sit with them, right? And not judge them, not numb out from them. That's not the loving thing to do for yourself. The loving thing to do is to get real and to get honest about what's coming up and to also simultaneously know that you're none of those thoughts and you're none of those emotions and you're none of your life experiences. You're none of those things, right? And that's where we have a hard time. We're very attached to all of that. We think that if we're feeling a certain way, that that we are that thing. And that comes, like you were talking about mental health. I'm somebody that had been diagnosed with anxiety and depression, along with probably 98% of the human population, because I know, I've seen Many medical records, doesn't matter what age, what age generation, it's like anxiety, depression, anxiety, depression, anxiety, depression. It was like, it's like the norm now, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then what do we do? We attach to that label, that disease. And again, you've heard me say, we use that very powerful phrase of I am, followed by an emotion. We're not our emotions. That's something that we. As a society, really need to keep working on realizing that we're none of our emotions. Our emotions are byproducts from our experiences. But if we believe we are those emotions, we're going to create that reality. So I'm somebody that has struggled with anxiety and depression, but I don't feel like I have either or anymore, to be honest. I feel like <laughs> those emotions can still come up for me, but I no longer identify with them that they are me because I know that they're just an energy, an emotion that came from an experience from the past, right? Or something that I am trying to quote unquote, predict in the future. So there's that anxiety of like, what's coming. So I just feel like when you said that word honesty, it was like, you know, unconditional love because Sam's right. We don't know what love is. We we truly don't because of how we've been taught the emotion of love and that we're always seeking it from something outside of us. That's why we're so suffering as a human collective. Every human that comes to me is suffering in, in many ways, shapes, and forms. And it comes down to the fact that we don't have enough love for ourselves. We've been giving it externally, and we've also been seeking it in sort of false external materialistic things that that's why we don't actually know what the energy of love is. And I think Sam used a beautiful example of like picturing her dog running across like running across the beach right like when he was young that's a perfect example of what we do when we do heart math meditations with people we try to bring them into that energy of gratitude or unconditional love which again it starts to rewire the nervous system that has all of these other programs running through it so it's being able to be present in whatever is coming up for you whatever emotion you're feeling whatever thought that's coming through can you be honest with yourself to be present with it to know that it's just an energy that that is teaching you something and wants to move through you that's being able to love yourself and that's how we can in turn show up for other people but
1: again it has to it it has to start with self it does and patience patience and forgiveness is very very important it's all about the chakra and if you think about like, and I have a lot of people where I'm, it's now like, and we talked about this because forgiveness and grief, we had a podcast on this, but, um, so check that out. Cause that's super healing, but when it comes to forgiveness, it's hard sometimes for us to forgive other people for their actions if they hurt us. So if that's hard for you to do, cause it is right. It's hard. It's now going inward and being like, so what within me can I look at and forgive as in show love, show acceptance, sit with that uncomfortableness. So like, I no longer hold that anger, that resentment or, or that pain in, in me that they caused intentionally, unintentionally, because now you're giving yourself permission to release them or the energy or the emotion that it caused or the belief. So it's like, if it's hard for you to forgive someone else, go in with you and forgive you and like wonder, why did that hurt me? And mm-hmm. and, and know that that's okay, that it hurt you because you're acknowledging it. And then just set intentions around it and hold your heart or notice where that pain is in your body when you think about like, why did that hurt me? Why did that piss me off? And then just place your hand on that area or right on your heart and just say i allow myself to forgive myself for feeling that way i allow myself to receive their projection to receive their anger and just and just give yourself permission to forgive yourself mm-hmm. and i i also think patience is something i have always struggled with uh, didn't really know that i did until a few years ago today was another epiphany too okay. But, like, if you're driving behind somebody, this is an example everyone can relate to, and the person in front of you is going really slow, right? Or maybe they're driving the speed limit, but you're in a rush or you're just a fast driver like me, and you want to get somewhere, it starts to bother you and you can feel it in your body when the person in front of you is driving slow. And so, what I've learned is when I'm doing that, I am now projecting that anger on that person when in reality, the universe is telling me, hey, have patience and slow down, like take a breath. If you're meant to be there at this time, you're meant to be there at this time, like take a breath. And it's like, Whoa. And that's just a broad example. Like there's more deeper ones, but the healing journey with self involves so much patience because you don't just like wake up and it's all better. And, And I think that's why too, like medications are so big and, because they're, they're quote unquote, an immediate fix, but they're like a bandaid. Um, once again, nothing wrong with medications, it's a tool, but it's not, it's not going to the root of it. And when we can, I, I love when I tell people like, cause the crystal is a tool, right? And I'm like, imagine putting the crystal on your body somewhere and allowing that emotion you're feeling. And just imagine sending, like, if the word's anger, breathe into the crystal and imagine sending that, that anger into the crystal. And, and the color of the crystal is like transmuting through you with it. And they're like, well, this is weird. i might like, just try it. So I'll sit there with them they like, try it. And they're like, whoa. And it happens so much faster than if they took a pill to numb it out or something, right? Like to not deal with it. And it's just a matter of keep doing that and trusting that it's working. And that's showing yourself love and patience and compassion. Um. See, so yeah, I just went on this ringer. I was supposed to go into the imbalance part, but no worries,
2: no. But I love it because the word patience, as you were saying, that patience to me comes with being present. Because if we're present, truly present in the now moment, patience is just like a byproduct. Because you're no longer, if we're impatient, there's a focus still on future and what. Mm. That that's basically what being impatient means. It means that we're not in the present moment; we're living in the future. So when you can get present, patience kind of just comes as like a as a natural byproduct of of um, being present, right? Because it's impatience is also to me another manifestation of anxiety. It's just yeah. another way anxiety is expressed. It's because it, again, it's still like living in in the future. It's. It's um, trying to control what's coming, when it's coming, control the outcome. But when we're patient, it's because we've truly surrendered to the present moment. And hey, this is what's playing out in reality right now at this now moment. I'm going to surrender to it. Exactly what you did today. Exactly what you did this morning for yourself. It was like, okay, like I got to like sit with myself and feel all of this because this isn't going away and it's just going to keep manifesting in my reality if I don't get real and honest with myself about how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, and allow myself to go there without judgment and shame of what's what's happening. So that is to me where patience comes. It's having patience with yourself 100% and having grace and compassion as you're doing this for yourself. Because I kid you not, the more you're able to truly anchor into those energies, it does, it's not hard showing up for other people. And I really feel like that's why doing this business feels very different to me, um, than showing up as a nurse. Because as we've talked about before, like I, you know, I was like over giving as a nurse because that's part of like what we're told to do in that role, to be honest, like we are conditioned, um, to literally serve everybody before ourselves, so it's like we're over giving, but then we're in turn we're not giving that love to ourselves. We are literally like pouring from an empty glass, and that's again why I feel like healthcare workers and any person that is of service to humanity is drained because that's what that's what the roles have told us to do. That's the loving thing to do. Again, exactly why I say we don't really know what that what love is. We don't and it's it to me it truly is it's just an energy it's not even anything that we have to strive for if we really understood that it's literally the core of our energy we wouldn't be searching for it like we wouldn't be trying to like create it it's like we are it but we've been disempowered with all of these limiting beliefs to believe we're anything but love it's wild so when you can really start to have that grace and compassion for yourself you have that for other people. And to me, that's, that's empathy. Like that is, um, Sam and I were talking about this earlier, the, the energy is of sympathy and empathy. And I feel like this is a good time to kind of just go into that a little bit because I do feel there's a huge misconception of those two words. So to me, sympathy is that when I feel into that energy and, and how we've used it in society, that to me is feeling sorry for someone. So when we actually feel sorry for someone, what we're doing is we are viewing them as a, as a victim. We're viewing them through a lens of victimization. We're seeing them as a victim. And they themselves, no matter, depending on whatever they just went through, right, whether it's a loss of a loved one, whatever it is that they're going through that we're sympathizing with them for, they're already in a victimized mindset, right? So now we're actually meeting that vibration with the same thing, like, oh, I feel sorry for you. It's almost like we are disempowering them. We're not trying to do that, but I'm just trying to give a pretty clear cut example of what the energy of sympathy is. We're feeling sorry. So if you feel sorry, you're literally seeing the person as a victim. You're not seeing them as the God creator consciousness that they are. When you feel empathy for someone, totally different. To me, that is also it's synonymous as unconditional love. You feel for them. You can put yourself as best as you can in their shoes and see what they're going through, right? But you also have this knowing inside of you that they're gonna get through it. You trust in their godlike consciousness to be able to navigate whatever they're going through, whatever suffering or tough time they're going through. So when you can truly empathize for people, you're holding space in a very empowering way where you're able to, you're not trying to fix them, change them, take their pain away. Because if there's anything that Sam and I have learned as nurses and now as what we do, you can't take anybody's pain away. We can't. We, we cannot stop people from suffering. We're all going through our shit the best way we can go through our shit. And I've learned that from my own experience. Nobody can take my pain away from me. No one. I can't even take it away. I have to actually feel it and surrender to it for it to quote unquote move through me and get rid of it. But it's like when you really start to understand that and understand that, first of all, it releases a lot of responsibility off your shoulders because most of us are carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. That's not being empathic, to be honest. There is a very confused, confused, perspective of being an empath and what does it mean to be empathic being empathic i feel is truly being in that energy of unconditional love which is viewing from more of an observer perspective than being the human stuck like you were talking about in the emotion right like how you were talking about before like getting kind of like derailed or um like drowned drowning in the emotion, in the situation. It's like, if we can empathize, if we can hold empathy, we can see what's happening. We can feel for the person. We can feel for the situation because we know we have an understanding of what that must feel like, but we're not taking it on. That is the biggest takeaway for anybody that listens to that, that self-identifies as an empath and sees themselves as a victim because of that, because Sam and I have talked about this before, about how There's a belief that we're disempowered because we're an empath because we're sensitive. So we're sucking in everybody. No, that to me is an unconscious empath, like what I used to be. And I would just almost in a sense blame the external world for how I'm feeling, right? That's so disempowering. That is not a loving thing for me to do to myself. So when we talk from last week's episode of being in our power in our solar plexus, I'm taking my power back. I'm recognizing that, yeah, I am sensitive but that's a gift. It doesn't mean I have to actually take on everybody's stuff. Just because I'm sensitive doesn't mean I have, have this obligation now to take on what people are feeling. I can allow it to pass through me and then allow my own stuff to pass through me, but I don't have to carry their burdens and nor does anybody have to carry mine. I hope they don't. Like Anybody that loves me that listens to this, yes, please don't please carry, carry any of my shit.
1: <laughs> please don't please carry, carry my stuff. Because
2: <laughs> like you have your own to carry. Like if I've learned it, we all have our own stuff to carry and work through. And so that's not actually doing the helping thing. Like we think because it, again, it's how we've been conditioned to show up for other people. We think that carrying other people's burdens is the loving thing. It's actually quite the opposite. We are now basically validating to them that they can't handle it that they are not capable of carrying it. So let me take some of that for you. So what are we doing? We're actually seeing them as a victim. We're not empowering them into the God-like consciousness creator
1: that we all are. Beautifully said. Yeah. And I feel like patience is part of holding space because you're trusting in the process and you're being curious. Like you said, you're staying present. And all you're doing is like, you're not trying to fix, change, manipulate. You're just, I am sending this person love. And if that's hard for you, then be a little weird because the art, open heart is be weird, right? Like it's, you're not here to be perfect. What is perfect anyways? I'm all about imperfect, courageous actions. So ask like, Hey universe, or if there's any compassionate beings, can you just send some love to that person? Cause I just don't have the capacity right now to do that. Right. Yes. Because. When you are bypassing your emotions to be in this, I mean, we've talked about some other things, but a savior complex where you're, you're trying to either take it away from somebody, fix it because they're, they're, them expressing emotions, making you uncomfortable. That is telling you also that you're not worthy of feeling your own emotions because you're trying to take someone else's emotions. Mm-hmm. trying to stop them from feeling. So what that's doing is it's closing your heart chakra more, it's putting a block in there. And it's also bringing fear into your lower your lower chakras even more because that discomfort you feel, we'll use as an example. Um, in the hospital, right? You probably have seen this. Um, when there's a patient that's like super anxious or like in a lot of pain, it's they can't even discern if they're in pain or if they're anxious because they're scared that one, they're alone in there. Two, there's probably no answers coming, right? Right. So, but you're like, oh, I got to get them out of van. I got to get them dialed I got to get them. But it's like, wait, that's not, it's not, yes, it's not fixing anything. It'll help them in the moment. But while I'm waiting for that order to come, what can I do? I used to sit with the person and be like, do you mind if I sit with you? Yeah. I'll either pull up a chair, or get right on the bed because I didn't care. And, I'll either give them a hug if I can, if they'll let me and I'll just sit there and I'll be like, let's just take some breaths. Or I'll be like, what's something that brings you joy? And they are like, that's ridiculous. Let me think of joy right now. So just think of something that brings you joy while we're waiting or something that makes you happy, something that makes you laugh. And all of a sudden they literally, it's amazing because it it just takes that, those couple minutes of you being uncomfortable, getting out of your shit to hold space for them by, by having them reconnect with literally the heart space, that's what you're doing. You're not telling them that. So it's like your little healing spy. <laughs> that's what I like. We're little spies here of light. <laughs> um, and I'll just, and y- you'll see the shift in them. And then they don't even remember if they were anxious or if they had pain, like they don't even remember. They go back to sleep or something. It's like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just incredible because you are able, to, you're not fixing it. You're not taking it away. You're giving them their power to take control of what they're feeling. Yep. And also like when people are crying, if that makes you uncomfortable, you're like, stop crying. It's okay. Like here's a, it, you can give them a tissue. It's fine. But if you're like, oh, don't cry. That's, that's mm-hmm. telling them that they're not worthy of expressing their emotions and feeling. Mm-hmm. And so they begin over time to, to think that they're not worthy because the heart chakra is about worth. Worthy to express, and with an imbalanced heart chakra, it's the opposite of everything we just said. <laughs> but so, the dysfunctional archetype of the heart chakra is the actor or actress, which I thought was wonderful, Carolyn yep. Miss, my lady, love it. And then the balance is the lover, of course. Um, and I'm, I'm. This is coming in my awareness. I feel like I'm gonna, sh- I'm, I'm gonna share it. When you watch movies, right, or love story, or the Disney movies, we mentioned that, um, we we begin to have this false, uh, I don't even want to say it's a knowing, we, we-
2: False perspective.
1: Yes, thank you, of what love is, right? Because we're watching these actors and actresses play out a script and- if you, um, who's that guy that was Batman that ended up committing suicide? He was really awesome. Um, Heath, uh, I forget his name. Oh, the
2: Heath listeners going to be like, oh, oh, my- Heath, yes. Heath Ledger from the Joker. Yeah.
1: He got so wrapped up in playing that role that it, he no longer knew how to be in society and come back to him because he was so wrapped up in that role. And, if you think about like when you get so wrapped up in your emotions or trying to please other people and not allowing yourself to experience anything, you're literally playing, you're you're being an actor an actress. And it's like, but it's not, you're not getting millions of dollars in rewar- rewards for it. You're actually becoming sick because you're not being honest with self. Exactly. So people think, well, like, I just want that fairy tale love. Well, what's a fairy tale love? Because a fairy tale love to me is, open and honest communication give me a hug (laughs) tell me what you want like but hold space for me and have fun and like when you're when you're in your shit crying like they don't take it personally that's a fairy tale to me like not what's what the actor and actresses have played right so we we have this misconceived idea of what being in love is really um So an imbalanced, it causes asthma, it can cause high blood pressure, causes all of these heart conditions. Um, If you like breast cancer, for instance, I took care of so many people, male and female that had breast cancer or thyroid issues. Thyroid, yes, is the throat, but it's also affected by the thymus, which is the heart chakra, because they're so in service of giving to everyone. Um, and, and trying to be there for everybody that they were totally disregarding self, which ended up causing cancer in, in their breasts, their lymphatic system. Mm. Um, and so it's, this is why this, this podcast is so important for people because it's not just, you didn't just get cancer. There's been something brewing for a while and this isn't to shame anybody, but it's to know that also like you can change that story. You can, you can, you can, now dive into self-love to change that story. Um, because once someone hears cancer, they, they think it's going to come back there in fear, fear, right. And that fear alone will manifest it will yes. manifest. Yeah. There, somewhere else. Um, so the other issues is insomnia, any heart and lung disease. So if you get colds a lot or pneumonia, that's also something upper back and shoulder pain, rib pain, um, any lung issues, bronchial difficulties, allergies, clogged arteries, circulatory issues. These are all affected by a closed down heart chakra, which the majority of the world has a lot of heart, heart disease, has a lot of respiratory issues, um, has a lot of stress. <laughs> so when it comes to imbalances, the emotional effects um, are mental, whatever, the energies that come forth is irritability, uneasiness, very um, difficult to have healthy relationships, or you have toxic relationships, impatience, restlessness, you're bitter, you you can be, you're very intolerant of hearing other people's perspective if it's different than yours, Um, you're not allowing yourself to play, you're not allowing yourself to celebrate little wins. You're not allowing yourself to be curious and adventurous because you're in fear of something. You um, are jealous. You become codependent. You give too much to others. So you're doing self-sacrificing. You're you you maybe cling to people. You definitely have poor boundaries. We all have done this. We all of us. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of issues in general with the lower chakras that then cause our heart chakra to become imbalanced. So it's really interesting because if you guys ever look up what the heart chakra actually looks like, a picture of it, um, you'll notice that there's two triangles intersecting, which really look like a star. Surrounding it is 12 petals. Um, One of the triangles is facing down to earth, and the other one is facing up to ether, to source, to God, consciousness, creator, whatever you believe in pointing up and one's pointing down. And in the middle of it, there's a symbol. Basically it's the union between heaven and earth, letting you know that you are a spirit, that love is basically the way out in a sense, that love is living. And we live in a society that targets our heart chakra, but in order to target our heart chakra, because our heart chakra, when it's open and expansive, like Maria was saying, we are open and expansive and we're unstoppable because we believe in ourselves. We know that we're worthy of it. We share love. Love is stronger than fear. That's why the other um, podcasts were so important because our lower chakras are targeted when we're younger, right? Root until seven, sacral, um, eight to 14, solar, 14 to 23. So like when we're trying to find out who we are, when we have all these fears coming in, it's really hard to love self and then to have these healthy relationships because of stuff that's happened in the ex- from the external and the systems at B. Um, but the heart chakra is really the place of harmony. It's unity. It's companionship, safe companionship. Why am I about to cry? <laughs> it's vulnerability. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's really like, it's being true with yourself honestly. And oh, that's a pun, <laughs> um, but it's knowing that you're not separate from anything or anyone, even though your body's different, your vessel's different, but you are one with earth. You are one with the angels, the ethers, space, whatever you're one, but we don't think we are because we, in society, it's very point fingers, judge project, and not look inward. Um, and you can look it up, but I made the, I made a YouTube video today that Maria was referring to. Um, It's called like raw confessions. We'll put it in a link to this, but you can watch it. Cause I spirit was like, you just have to share this. And I'm like, Oh, great. So because it's, it was showing me another layer of love to let everyone know. It's okay to be raw. It's okay to be you. It's okay to have fear. Like it's so freaking Okay. And Maria has made videos too, where she's crying and she, She's unraveling layers of her to more self-acceptance. And it's like, that's what, I feel like that's what makes this business thrive because we are truly coming from love. We know that we can empathize with others, right? We can hold space for others, even when it's uncomfortable, because we've learned the power in doing it for self. Mm -hmm. That's why meditation is so, so powerful. And your heart math that you do is so, so powerful. Cause we, we, te- we merge from actor, actress of playing these roles because that's what we think we're supposed to be doing. And we, we go into lover and when we're a lover for self, we're lover for all. And it's like, you can't stop that. Like you cannot stop the lover. <laughs> you can't. Um, so the other thing with actor and actress is you're incapable of real intimacy, like being intimate with somebody and and it's not the sex it's having those deep conversations. It's the vulnerability. Um, You're no longer playing with other people. And in my other, in the other podcast, the sacral one, I, when I mentioned, I used my quote unquote body, my looks for it to to get attention to feel love because I didn't feel the love for self. And I would play with people's emotions to, to try and like, you know, feel love for me. And then I realized, Whoa, this is fucked up. Right. And it, I had to forgive myself for when I did that. And cause I didn't know better, which brought in more love. Um, when you are sabotaging relationships or your work, that's also playing the actor, or actress, Cause you're not, if you're sabotaging something, you're, there's something you're not allowing yourself to feel, see, and experience and to heal from. Um, and also an imbalanced heart chakra is you prefer power and dominance. And we don't mean empowerment. We mean control, manipulation, wounded, wounded, masculine, wounded, feminine. And, um, when, and you can also become, I mentioned codependent, but if you can't it's great to have that communication with your partner or your friends, but if you can't literally do anything without that person, kind of look at that because that ultimately is going to cause some type of disease within you because if something ever happens, that's why it's like you die from a broken heart, right, Maria? Because like if someone dies that you literally just, you've lived your entire life for them and with them, you, you don't know anything else. When they die, it's like a whole part of you dies right? Which is normal. We're humans, but it's different when it's codependent where it's like, I can literally not function without that person. And so it's a matter of like, how do I take the love that person gave me and give it to myself now to shift? And that's extremely fucking hard, right?
2: (laughs) Yes. Because codependency is rooted in attachment, which is not love. Yes. And that is something that I've been learning through my whole journey of this is that I've had attachments my whole life to people, to places, to things we all do, but this is something I've always been self-aware of. It wasn't until I started doing the work that I realized attachment is in everything. And so isn't that codependent energy. Cause that's, that's literally what this, the bigger systems, they've made us codependent humans on them. So how could we not mirror that in our personal relationships? It's what we know. So when I started getting real and honest with myself in a loving way, you know, what some people would maybe refer to as tough love, but it's just love. It's being honest about how am I showing up in my life? How am I showing up in this world, right? I am super attached to a lot of things and a lot of people. And for me, a lot of what I did the last couple of years, and it's gonna sound crazy, but it's what my (laughs) higher self had me do. I have literally visited multiple times, funerals of every single person in my life. I've literally, quote unquote, grieved everyone in my life multiple times. I have envisioned or been taken to every potential of how these people could die and how I find them. Like, I mean, I'm talking about like, really getting comfortable with my demons, right? Like, and I have cried for several hours several days and it's not to say that when this actually happens in reality i'm not going to be affected of course i am listen to our grief podcast because that's that's all about being a human it's all part of being a real raw human and part of the human experience is is grief right and so In doing this, I know it's not going to prevent me from not feeling grief when I quote unquote, lose these people or these situations or these experiences are no longer in my life, but it's allowing me to release the attachment and actually step into the love I have for these people. And let me tell you, it feels very different because I am also someone my entire life who has tolerated a shitload from people out of lack of self-love and what i perceived because the ego is very very crafty what i believed was love for people i tolerated their their mistreatment of me i tolerated things like repeated patterns over and over and i told myself i forgave these people well it wasn't until i started doing some real honest shadow work to recognize how much unforgiveness i was holding on to because i hadn't really forgiven them i was playing the actress role and I love that you brought those archetypes archetypes up because that to me, it goes back to what I said at the beginning about the honesty. Honesty with self, it, forget everybody else. Like it again, mm-hmm. it starts with ourself. Like if we're honest with ourself, we can't not be honest with other people. <laughs> like it just, it just happens naturally, it's natural. But if we're still hiding things, aspects about ourself that we don't wanna dive into or feel, well, we're lying to ourselves. So we're, we're playing that Academy Award winning role, which I think I even said in the grief podcast about like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm cool, I'm fine. It's all good, it's all good. And let me tell you, you tell yourself it's all good long enough and you will falsely believe that, but energy does not lie. And that's why I love the archetypes for this because energy doesn't lie. We can lie as humans, we can lie to ourselves, we can lie to people, But energy, the underlying energy that's felt, we know when we're lying to ourselves, we know it. And I knew on some level that I maybe wasn't forgiving all of these people, but I had an attachment to having people in my life because I believed that I needed love from the external world because I wasn't giving it to myself. So I built up a tolerance. Now, flash forward to now and really starting to get comfortable and embody the energy of unconditional love, well, to me, that's acceptance and acceptance and tolerance are two very, very, very different emotions because like Sam was saying, um, you know that power, that control, that manipulation, right that is not from unconditional love that's actually from attachment is also that tolerant behavior right Acceptance literally mm-hmm. is that is having that empathy, that unity consciousness that being able to just, except where I'm at and where everybody else is at. There's, there's nothing I have to change about me or anybody else because love doesn't, love has no agenda. Love just is. It's just an energy that exists in its very, very high frequency. So there's no agenda. There's no underlying, like trying to coerce people or, or, or anything like that. Right. And I even know when i'm still doing that because i've allowed myself to get very comfortable with how those energies feel in my body so i'm still a human that has a lot of programming to work through so i can i can very easily discern in my body when i'm actually trying to in a sense we'll say manipulate but it's really just trying to get somebody to see my viewpoint right because it's like why can't they why can't they see it from my people because they're not me just like why i can't see it from their perspective because i'm not them but love just allows everybody to have their own perspective, because we're all our own beings. We're all our own entities. And you know, we talk about 5D, the 5D earth. 5D earth and unity consciousness does not mean we're all walking around doing and thinking the same thing, quite the opposite. We're actually honoring our uniqueness and we're honoring the God consciousness in all of us. So it's like that live and let live kind of mentality, right? That's what a 5D earth is. It's not like here you have to believe this truth because i have all of this evidence so now see it like me now do it like me that's not love that's still a form of coercion and manipulation so mm-hmm. those are just things that i've learned along my my journey of when i thought i was being unconditionally loving for people it really was this false tolerance because of fear and my attachment to people and wanting people in my life and then i'm like wow it actually feels so much nicer to just love these people and release my attachments because I've had attachments to everybody I loved. Like I can't not, I'm a human. We all have attachments, but the more I've released those attachments, the more I actually can like love these, these humans and love myself. Like, because it's no longer rooted in fear anymore. It's rooted in that trusting, that trusting of the unknown, which, you know, our soul knows actually all of it, but the human, we don't. So it's being able to trust that our soul has our back. And to mm-hmm. me, the the portal of the heart, it, it truly is a portal. Like it is literally the merging of the, the the spiritual or the energetic world with the physical world. And that's why I think it's right mm-hmm. in the center. And I also feel like that is why it is one of the very targeted centers in our body, because that is where Like all the power just meets. Like you're talking all the power from the lower chakras and all the power from the top. It meets right in the center. And I also believe that that's why the number one disease, the number one killer, we'll say, is heart disease, right? Because Mm -hmm. everybody's cardiopulmonary systems are out of whack. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Sam and I could go on and on about this so we probably will make a part two of the heart (laughs) chakra because it is it is it's our powerhouse it's the center and so there's a lot to be to be said about it but if you get anything from this episode start allowing yourself to to question what is love when Mm -hmm. am i actually showing myself love when is it actually fear because that's discernment that's literally that that you hear us talk about discernment and that's what she and I help a lot of our clients with is discerning, discerning. Well, it's being able to decipher the energy of love and fear and how does it feel in your body? When are you actually making a fear-based decision or one that's based in love? When are you following your heart, that intuitive pull, that resonance? Or when are you still, and again, it's not to judge yourself, it's to become aware so you can take your power back and start being
1: a very, very conscious and lovingly creator. Yes. and. If if anyone's seen it, they have these like little pictures, these memes, but it's piglet and Pooh bear. And I forget which one says it, but one of them says, I think it's piglet it says to poo. What does love look like? And Pooh's like, it's, it doesn't look like anything. It's a feeling. And I'm like, I just love that because it's so, so true. Yep. So we're definitely making a part two because there's a lot to share. And the biggest thing too, is like receiving. So when someone gives you a compliment, just notice if you receive it or not. That's all I'm going to say. Because mm-hmm. that will give you an idea about your heart chakra and to not judge it. But will just give you a little idea. Because yeah. we love you and we're all here to be heartthrobs of spirit and living life with peace, harmony, forgiveness. So we love you and we'll see you on the other side. Yes, we will <laughs> see you on
2: the other side. Love, love us.
0: We appreciate you so much for listening to today's episode of Shamanic Soul Sistars. We hope you continue to tune in weekly. We trust that you received what was most needed for your highest and best with today's episode. Remember, you are limitless. And to pause each day to take a couple of moments for you. You are worthy and wonderful just the way you are. Thank you again and see you on the other side.